Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hello, and welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks Facebook Live. Here we are once again. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Jim Haney. I'm Bill Devil, a membership mentoring coordinator for Montana's Peer Network. And I'm Brett Morse, the service, uh, peer services coordinator. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, guys. We got an all, all guy crew today. We're going to be doing Facebook Live. And our topic that we're going to be talking about is, uh, you know, the things we do in the winter to keep ourselves healthy and, and, and on the path of wellness and recovery. And we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, SAD, which is, which is a, a, a good topic for this time of year and doubly important because of COVID. So we'll touch on that also. But before we do that, Bill is going to go over some uh, upcoming MPN events. On December 8th, um, we have speed skills at 6.30, and then we also have at 6.30 on December 10th, we have boards and councils. On December 14th, we have fostering partnerships, part of the PAL program. Then we have realizing recovery webinars on the 16th. That's at noon to 1.00. We have our membership call where at 6.30 on the 16th where anybody can call in that's a, a member of Montana's Peer Network. We just talk about current events, what's happening, and whoever's on the call kind of shapes how that, how that call goes and what happens there. We have the legislative session coming up on January 4th. Oh, I forgot Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. We have these events happening and then Christmas comes and then we go right into the new year and we have our, our legislative uh, session starts on January 4th. So yeah. be a part of the recovery movement here in Montana. Absolutely. And, and I want to add something about, you know, this is we're going into 2021, the odd years, our legislative years. So, you know, we need advocates and, and we're the Realizing Recovery webinar this month is going to be about uh, being a good advocate. We've got articles in the Pulse. You know, we're going to do podcasts. There's going to be a lot of information coming out. If you're wondering, how do I get involved? How do I let my voice be heard? You know, <clears throat> we're going to be putting that that stuff out. So keep keep checking back with us. So Jim, how will that benefit me if I become an advocate? Well, <clears throat> I mean, you know, Everybody, you know, as a Montana citizen, I mean, you you have the ability to let your voice be heard on a variety of topics and not just, you know, recovery, right? MPN is, is focused particularly on recovery-oriented services, but there could be other things. There could be environmental things that you want to voice your opinion about or criminal justice things or budgetary things. There's a lot of, it's not just about uh, behavioral health. But you know, you have the ability as a citizen to let your voice be heard, whether you support something or don't support something, or 
if you just want to provide background information, I think this sometimes gets overlooked. There's a lot of value in presenting good information to legislators or legislative staff because legislators are faced with, I think there's usually close to about 2,000 bills in a, in a given session. So there's wow. no way a legislator can know and be an expert on every topic. They have to rely upon people. And if we're talking about recovery, you're talking about people like us. And so if you have an opinion about a certain bill or funding or policies, rule changes, statutes, all this stuff, there's, you know, you can call in, you can email, all this stuff to get involved. And well, this is a great opportunity. It, it, well, yeah, and it's good for your recovery. You know, it benefits you because, you know, you're, you're, you're learning to build your voice again. Um, most of the time when, when we're not healthy and we're, we're not doing well, you know, we, our self-esteem is impacted. Things, you know, we don't feel like we have a lot of control over the things happening in our life. You know, Montana, we have a, it's very unique because we're only every other year and a lot happens in a three-month period. That's really the time to to let your voice be heard. And it helps when it's in a united way. And that's what we try to do at MPN is try to organize it and focus it in certain areas. Um, but you can always advocate. So that's um, great. Yeah, to add on to that just a little bit is that if you don't let your voice be heard, you know you have zero impact on whatever issues that you care about. True. If you do allow your voice to be heard, there's an opportunity for that to impact the legislators in your favor. But if you don't say anything, it's important to have the courage to do that. Yeah, it's kind of like, I think of it the same as like voting. Like if you, yeah. if, if you don't vote, you don't get to complain about the result. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's kind yeah. of my principle, like how I kind of feel about it. It's like, if you don't take the time to just go vote, what's it take? It doesn't take any time at all. You know, then you don't get to complain about the result and how it comes out. And in the legislature, it's the same thing. You know, I think, gosh, 2009 uh, was the first session that I was involved in. And I was intimidated. I think most people are. I think when you start out, it's very intimidating particularly if you go to the Capitol, you know, and you're going to go to a hearing. Um, but you can email in, you can call in, there's a phone number, you can email legislators, you can email a committee. There's lots of ways to let your voice be heard. But anyway, we're sort of getting off our topic. Well, this, no, this, this, this plays into kind of what we're doing, you know, for our activity this time of year, maybe something to inspire us to be involved with. This can well, be some of the things to get our attention off of COVID being reclusive and you know the bad weather outside and kind of a something to yeah. work towards and it always seems cool. to it always seems to snow right at the beginning of the session. I yeah. noticed yeah. like when the first hearing that we have to go to, there's always like a big snowstorm. You know, it's like you know that mid sort of January. You know, you get a foot of snow. But yeah, that's true, Brent. I didn't think about that. You know. Because the topic that we were, were, were focused on is as the season now changes, we're transitioning from fall into kind of winter. We tend to go inside more. There's less daylight. There's, you know, more evening. And Bill, you were talking about something kind of interesting, I thought, with that. 
with the daylight thing. You want to share, yeah. share that? Yeah. So every year I know the exact date that it's going to be the shortest day of the year. December 21st is the shortest light that we have. It's the, it's the latest sunrise and the earliest sunset. And for a few years now, I, I like hone in on that date and I look forward to that date coming and then going. I, I'm not sure that I get, get depressed or, or I get a little extra anxious and I, and I know that things are a little more sped up. I, I, I don't got a lot of time to do some of the things that I like to do. Right. And so once that date happens, it's like I go, I can, I can take a breath and realize that, okay, now the days are going to get longer again. I, it's some mental thing that I have. And, but it's, it's interesting that, you know, yeah. I mentioned it yesterday to somebody, they were like, what time are we supposed to have our headlights on five o'clock now? And I'm like, well, I do know that December 21st, and I don't know where I pulled that from. It didn't even answer the question <laughs> I was asked. And, you know, I have no idea why that sticks in my head. I'm looking at the days getting longer and the spring coming soon. Yeah. 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 Brent, I know you, you count down the days. You, you always say it's one more day closer to closer to spring. Yep. Yep. Looking forward to the fresh, you know, the nice weather and the fresh, yeah. you know, the leaves on the trees. And yeah. Yeah. So what kinds of things do you guys do, you know, in a typical, typical year? And then I guess now we'll throw in the COVID piece, but in a typical year, you know, we're heading into, you know, it's cold now and uh, you might have snow and you know, winds blowing and not a lot of daylight. So what do you guys, what do you guys do? Well, normally I'll um, try to, you know, make myself go outside more with the dog or spend more time outside shoveling some snow or moving some snow. I go with some friends out to their farms or ranches and help with their cattle and stuff. But this year, because of COVID, you know, I've been staying away from them as much and try to stick to myself and my direct family. And that's getting worse, you know, with the impact of, of COVID plus the winter time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to regress a little bit because I think that sad this year can be compacted over the course of the year. So, for example, a summer event that I do every single year is the Folk Festival here in Butte. And we weren't able to, to go to it. We weren't able to hear the culture of music that gets played there and eat vendor food that we get to eat once a year. Um, and so that was kind of taken away. And, and when we're talking about winter things that we do, some of the things that we do in the wintertime is like the Christmas stroll. I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, and sometimes up at the courthouse, they'll have like these dancers and a little music thing. And, you know, people come to that. And But it's kind of a, a downtown thing in Butte that everybody walks around in and, and, and does. And we usually did that as a group. There'd be a group of us, you know, four sure. or five families. And then we would go out to dinner or something. And that's one thing that we would look forward to doing that we're probably not going to be able to 
do this year that kind of takes away from some of those wintertime traditions that we usually do. Sure, sure. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Billy, you mentioned SAD. What is SAD? SAD is seasonal affective disorder, and it's a, a type of depression that happens during changes of seasons. Wow. According to uh, the mayoclinic.org website, <clears throat> seasonal affective disorder, it can happen both in the winter and in the summer. It's not only about wintertime, but you know, you might have symptoms, you know, feeling depressed, low energy, problems sleeping, uh, change in your appetite, typically weight gain, might feel agitated or sluggish, trouble concentrating, hopelessness, feeling guilty, worthless, uh, even frequent thoughts of uh, suicide. You can also be oversleeping, you know, in, in the winter. I know my appetite changes the types of foods that I that I like, I don't want to eat as many salads as I do in the summer. In the summer, I sort of crave salads. I don't know if you guys have that. And then in the winter, I stop like craving uh, salads and I start wanting more like potatoes and Christmas starchy, cookies. starchy kind of food. Yeah, always the Christmas cookies. Um, but uh, this can happen. Um, and also uh, if you're bipolar, this can also can also be a triggering event. And, you know, if, if, if you haven't been diagnosed or you think you might have it, it's a good time to go talk to somebody, go talk to your doctor, talk to a counselor or psychiatrist, you know, and get, and get, get yourself diagnosed, diagnosed because it can be caused by things like low melatonin or serotonin. You, and you can take like melatonin, you can get as an over-the-counter drug, that's something that I use to help me sleep is melatonin, particularly in the winter time. And then of course you can get antidepressants to help with like serotonins. And so anyway, if, if that's something that, if it's really serious, those are things that, that you can definitely do. Um, Man, this year I'm really in, in kind of a double whammy with the, you know, being at home with COVID. Yeah. Not being as social, active, whether it be, you know, right. going to, you know, like the fair or social or concerts, you know, it's just yeah. a double whammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we've kind of had this, you know, right? We've been sort of in more indoors and not socializing since the spring. So I think you're right. Yeah. And so it's going to be really important, you know, and for those of us in recovery, I mean, we still got to get connected. I mean, this is part of our our health emotional health it's helped me a lot lately just to discipline myself to do more maybe walking in the house even in the house downstairs mm -hmm. well simple sit-ups push-ups that type of thing running place mm -hmm. it just really mm -hmm. helps that even just my self-esteem sure sure yeah I, I really, uh, one of my big wintertime things when we first started talking about this immediately came to mind is I like to go snowshoeing in the winter. So usually it starts crisp between Christmas and New Year's. That's typically then we have enough snowpack. I like getting out and doing that. And that's an event you could do even now during COVID. You can get out because you can do it by yourself or even if you're with other people, you know, you've already got hats and gloves and masks on and all that stuff. But I think it's really cool. I mean, I live right by Yellowstone Park, so it's cool to get out and in, and then with the snow, it's cool because you get to see all these cool tracks, animal tracks all over the place, you know, 
kind of see who's been there, you know, the day before, night before. So, but yeah, I think getting active is, is important. And do you, do you see the animals too? Uh, well, they're not, you know, they're not as active, like in, like in the summer or the spring in particular, they're really active, you know, and if Yellowstone, I mean, of course you see the bison and elk and, and deer, you see a lot of that pronghorn, but, um, and bears are typically hibernating, but you can see things like cougar tracks or bobcat tracks, fox, you know, wolf tracks, things like that. Wolves are still really active but you get to see the tracks and see the volume, like how many, you know, there are moving through a particular area. So, and it's great exercise. I mean, snowshoeing, uh, you burn so many calories snowshoeing because you're working so hard. Yeah, so we go, you know, as much as we can. That's definitely a winter activity I always look forward to. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, getting back to the, you know, with COVID, I'm wondering what people are doing, you know, like, because it's been different. Well, I do know that that Big Sky Ski Resort has has opened. So if snowboarding or skiing is something that you did as a regular winter activity, that's still going to be available. It's it's a little bit different. But the other thing that, that, that I've learned from others is that ice fishing is, is a self-care oh. thing that people, yeah. people like to do. You know, they build a little fire out on the lake and, you know, yeah. put up a little hut and they auger out a hole and they, and they ice fish. And I've wanted to do that, um, mm -hmm. but I'm scared of the ice. I, I don't know what... what, what, what I've been asked to go a lot uh -huh. and I'm like, well, you know, we'll see what my calendar, I'll see, I'll, I'll right. ask my wife if I can go, you know, and you know, sure. I don't yeah. have to, I'm scared of the ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds, sounds fun though. Yeah. It does sound fun. If I could get past the fear of, it's six inches thick to 12 yeah. inches thick, I'm you not going to fall yeah. through. I mean, I, mean, I yeah. might be a big guy, but. Uh, yeah. You could know. drive a vehicle. You could drive a vehicle on it. Yeah. Like it's pretty safe. It's an you irrational know. fear. And uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's 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 your uh, your uh, what what uh, your reptilian brain keeping you safe, telling you, yeah. you know, hey, there's no water ice. under there. Yeah, no ice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's water. I learned, you know, I learned to ice skate when I was a kid on on ponds. You oh. know, like we didn't have the money to go and pay to go into an arena, you know? And so we learned, um, you know, in Chicago and, you know, they have little ponds, uh, forest preserves and stuff and that they usually have lights. And I learned learned to skate on, on, on ponds and lagoons and things like that, yeah. And then there's always sledding. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Get the big inner tube, build yeah. a couple of jumps, get yeah. the video camera out. You know, <laughs> I've missed that the last couple of years because I had back surgery. And so I've been a little intimidated. I don't want to break the hardware in my back, you know. Right. Um, right. I think I might, I think I might venture out. And if I can at least land back on the tube after the jump, I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Has your son ever gone? Yes, he did. Actually, the year that I had my back surgery, 
He was like six months old and we put him in this, he looked like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and Anna went down the hill a couple of times with him. I was just right out of back surgery. So I like stayed in the car and I'd get out of the car and I'd sit right back down because I was afraid I was going to slip. And um, yeah. But yeah, we have pictures of him, him sledding. There's a little hill up by Montana Tech that it's kind of in a horseshoe shape and it's yeah. like a gradual steepness to it so we went on the far side where it was just a little hill and we went down and then she came back up and she got a little more a little more hilly or degrees down and it was pretty cool cool she cool. wiped out with them it was awesome <laughs> here in billings they go to pioneer park it's a city park by downtown and there's a some hills and my little creek is up and they go sledding in the park i never thought about that sounds fun yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up doing that. And Brent, you do you work out, right? And and do you work well, out I, more you know, I, in the winter? I, well, yeah, I um, support myself to do more time lifting weights, more time on the treadmill and stuff. And mm -hmm. it kind of sounds might sound silly, but I do like when it snows. Shoveling the snow is a nice activity for me. Mm -hmm. The fresh air and mm -hmm. you know, it's a workout. You know, I have a nice dry way to shovel, so it's a. It's fun. You know, people look forward to shoveling snow, but I like shoveling snow. I'm right with you, Brent. I like shoveling snow too. I'm I'm like obsessive about it. You know, all the lines have to be straight, and you know, I just don't like shovel it out of the way and let it melt. You know, I it's got to be perfect, and then the sidewalk yeah. even on both sides of six inches of snow, and then I get <laughs> rock salt out and. All right, you come up, Bill. You come over to the MPN office and you shovel the sidewalk <laughs> yeah, when it snows like, yeah, like all day. And I have to get out there like three times and shovel it. And then all these people park on the street and the, the plow comes by and plows the sidewalk back in. And then you got to yeah. shovel it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm really obsessed about my parents. I go to my parents' house and get a shovel theirs as well. And a couple of times, my dad's hired it out just so that it'll get done because I don't get over there in time or whatever. And I'll yeah. come back over and I'll have to tidy it up because it's not done done right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even go as far as going into the backyard and making a path for their little schnauzer. Um, yeah. So that he has a path that too, around that on. Too my dogs. Yeah. I mean. Uh, wow. <laughs> but it's a good activity and I enjoy <laughs> You know, it is. You know, it is. It is a good activity it to is. get people outside. Absolutely. Gets Absolutely. your heart rate up. You, you, you know, it's 20 degrees and you take your hat off and you're sweating and you're like, I better put that back on. And then it's cold and you, oh, it's fun. Yeah. Fun so stuff. So even, even with COVID now, you know, if we, we aren't as, um, there might be some fear of even going to the park, going sledding, you know, mm -hmm. the nice day and the snow on the ground, but just the fear of the, you know, the yeah. virus. Um, right. What do you guys think about that? I'm just. just I think, it, you know, you're bundled up. I mean, you're, you're wearing, it's kind of like with the snowshoeing thing. I mean, you're already wearing hats and gloves and, you know, the, the mask things, the. Um, and you're outside. And yeah. you're outside. Yeah. yeah. It's fresh air. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, just so you're not like shoulder to shoulder with groups, groups of people, I think activities outside is, it's really important. The exercise, like you said, Bill, you're sweating, you're getting some activity, you're moving around. 
here's I think the it's other important. thing about it is that if you are if you're with your family who you're you are already around all the time mm -hmm. and and you keep that that circle tight with this you right you can all pile on a tube and go sledding right, right. If, if you're doing it with people you don't know and you're like saying oh let's see how many people we can get on this tube and tube down you know yeah no maybe not a good year for that maybe right. not a good year for that right um, right. right agreed just the circle that you're already with you know we can still love and be affectionate with those that are our yeah. circle and you know it's yep. safe you know well and it's it's good social time we need yes now. right we need social time outside of sitting on the couch. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if you're listening in, you know, let us know the things that you're doing, you know, <clears throat> um, what kinds of things are you, are you doing or are you going to do this, this winter? Cause it's different and we've been inside and we've been less social. It's important that we still get out and do some of these things and uh, we'll get through COVID and, hopefully at some point here and then be able to go back, you know, towards a more normal, normal way of life. And that and time of year, that date, December 21st will come. We can start looking forward to the dates getting longer and spring coming. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, any, any final thoughts from you guys on, uh, I would just say take extra care of each other, reach out how you have to reach out to stay socially connected but encourage yourself to do some outdoor activities, even though that it's winter. Some of them have been taken away, you know, like the Christmas stroll and stuff like that. But encourage yourself and have the courage to, to do some, some winter activities that, that are going to just encourage you. And sometimes you don't know that it's going to be encouraging until you make yourself do it and then you do it and then you're like, darn, I'm really glad that I did that. That was really, right. that was good. I'm glad that I made myself do what I didn't want to do because there are positive results from it. So um, just have the courage to do it. It'll be so rewarding. Simple, but rewarding. Absolutely. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode on Facebook Live. This has been Recovery Talks podcast. Tune in again. Happy holidays to everybody. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Take care, Bye. everybody. See you next time. Everyone, happy holidays. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.